This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking to somebody I've known for many years, uh, certainly as long as I've been at Anderson, Carol Weber, Assistant Director of Human Resources. Carol, good morning. Good morning, Eliza. It's great to have you on the show. I know uh, we've talked about this for a while. I finally got gotcha. you. So we're going to get into what you do at Anderson and some of the reasons why you think it's a great place to to work. You've certainly called it uh, your uh, home away from home for a long time. But why don't you talk a little bit first about how long you've been at Anderson and um, not only what you do now, but also maybe over the years, the different roles you've had and and, uh, give us a sense of of who you are and the history of Anderson Center for Autism. Okay. um, Let's see. I've been here since January of 1984, so that brings me up to 35 years I just celebrated. Um, I started here as a program secretary in our um, high school program. Back in 84, we had two programs. We had a special secondary ed program and we had the autism program. I started, as I said, in the secondary ed as a program secretary in the school. And then a few years after that, I became an administrative secretary uh, and I worked with Charlie Mahoney, who was the um, education director, and uh, Kate, who did the admissions for both programs. At that time, I read packets, uh, made appointments for people to come in for interviews and so forth. And then eventually in um, 1990, I became uh, a, a personnel assistant in the HR department. And from there, I went on, I think it was around... 2000 to become the employment coordinator. And from there, I became the assistant director in 2007. And I've been that ever since. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I'm writing this down. I I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe I'll frame my notes for you at some point. Just give you a little history there. Um, That is quite a history. So 35 years. Let me first start by saying congratulations and thank you. That is a huge commitment to Anderson and to all of the families who uh, over the years have sent their Mm -hmm. children to Anderson to have somebody with your dedication and your knowledge of the program is really exceptional. It's interesting. I started right around 2007, right before. So so I came in right as your, you know, you took your uh, your most recent role. Mm -hmm. So I guess um, my first question for you going back to those earlier years in the 80s, is there something that stands out to you, Carol, that sort of hasn't changed let's start with let's start there first is there is there a feeling at Anderson or change yeah that that you kind Mm -hmm. of that that over all those years that you've been coming to work um in many cases working with a lot of the same people for Mm -hmm. long periods of time um is there something that you believe feel is is just sort of always been Anderson uh the dedication of the staff for the to the children Mm -hmm. they the children are the most important thing to them and uh, giving them the best services that they can. And that's the way it's always been. Which is great. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think, I mean, we have a growing staff. What, what, since I have Assistant Director of HR on the phone, um, why don't you tell us exactly how many staff we currently employ? We're close to 900 now. Close to 900. And 900. of those folks... When I started in HR, there was only about 180. 
That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. And what's equally amazing is that we've attracted and continue to attract, I think, those employees who have a desire to be that dedicated to the children who we serve. And and Mm -hmm. let's let's be clear, whether it was in the 80s when we had an autism program and the um, the uh, the secondary school program or now when we serve people with uh, severely challenged by autism, we serve children who have high needs and we always have. Yes. So it takes a, it takes a special person to uh, to really maintain that level of dedication. Oh yes, definitely. With the uh, direct support professionals and the coordinators and the RMs, a lot of them are were here back in uh, the day when we had the uh, secondary ed program, and now work in the autism program and uh, as a coordinator, as a manager, and uh, they also work in the adult program. We have one of our RMs. Uh, he used to be, um, back then we called him a team leader in the um, high school program, and now he's a uh, RM in the adult program. Uh, one of our coordinators in the children's program used to be a team leader in the uh, in the children's program. So it's it's evolved. The staff has evolved with the way Anderson has evolved over the years. That's cool. And, and what does that mean to you? Because I can, I can, you're not in front of me, but I see you almost every day. So I can imagine, I can see the look on your face right now and you're smiling <laughs> and you're sort of reminiscing in your head about that RM and, and what it was like when he was a team, team leader and, and maybe how far he's come. But what... What? How does it make you feel when you think about those things, when you look around or somebody comes um, upstairs to HR and sees you and you're like, my goodness, I've been working with you for 30 years? Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of working here. I'm proud of the staff that work here. They, they have a dedication, and they wouldn't be here if they weren't dedicated. It's hard work. There's injuries at times occasionally, but they stay. And they, it's because of the children. They enjoy working with the children. I agree with adults. you. Yeah, and probably feel a sense of, I don't know, calling, if you will. It's, it's mm-hmm. not the best word. But, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to interview several Anderson staff over the years on this show. And the thing that I always take away from those conversations is just that it's almost like the hardest days are the days that remind everybody why we are all there and why it's important to come back the next day. Mm -hmm. There could be a day where you had a really bad day and you come in the next day and that child or that adult does something that just sparks something in you say, oh, my God, it did work. Mm. Okay. So how many times do you think you've heard that story over the years, Carol? A lot of times. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've even seen it myself with some of the, um, you know, the the older students. Well, the high school program, the special secondary ed, I do an alumni with them uh, occasionally. And uh, and I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook. And I see where they are now after leaving here. And it's amazing with some of them. They really surprised you. Yeah. On how far they've gotten. And uh, they're married. They have families. Um, they're, they're doing great. Well, talk about the alumni. Let's get into that a little bit more because we, mm-hmm. you, you've hosted reunions. You've, uh, you've had people come back to campus and, and share some very, I would say, colorful stories about their experiences mm-hmm. on the Anderson campus, which, you know, we have changed our name over the years. We've changed the population we serve over the years. We've right. grown. But we've been on that campus in Statsburg. Um, since 24. Since 1924. So, so um, you know, we have a few minutes before we take a quick break uh, in the middle of the show. Is there a story that comes to mind from one of those reunions that really struck you well, as like... Wh- or surprised you greatly? 
Well, uh, uh, well, speaking with um, Vance Gage, who is the grandson of um, Dr. Anderson, who's, uh, I believe he's on our foundation board, and he comes to all the reunions, and I've asked him about different people that I see on Facebook that I've become friends with, but I don't know exactly what they do. And the things he tells me that these people do now, now today, is mind blowing. That's but really These cool. were back in the forty, you know, in the fifties. Eleanor Roosevelt came here. She gave uh, graduation speeches. Yes, I remember. I, I think I was with you once years and years ago, finding an old, um, mm-hmm. like a, a program or something, program, and, and just right, sitting there going, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe she did this." But it kind of makes sense. They yeah. were local at the time mm-hmm. and you know she was passionate about education and and um and human service and uh so it's very 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 interesting to me and that that it um I, you know you you've had a chance to get involved in a lot of different aspects of um of Anderson over the years and I know you you uh knew former directors and owners mm-hmm. of the program and then obviously um alums so um before we take that break in just about a minute um or two what um, what is what is one of the things that that is what, like name give me some one of your favorite sort of facts or or takeaways from your experience besides the staff we know the staff are wonderful but something that, that you got to experience yeah. the students that uh, were here back in the say the the 50s 60s 70s early 80s even even into the mid 80s when I first started here they all have positive things to say about Anderson how great it was and how it helped them. It's very rare that I hear something negative. That's um, nice. Well, you know, we laugh sometimes because in the world of human resources, some people would say that's unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. But the, the students, they, they, they seem to have joy, enjoyed their education here. Yeah. Um, and what they... They made friends. It's amazing how many of them speak to each other on Facebook, uh, talking, reminiscing about things. You know, somebody will post a picture and uh, they'll talk about it, or they talk about an old staff that used to, that uh, they remember. There's a staff here that's been here 40 years, and the students that were here in '77, I believe, in '76. I mean, they they still talk about her. They post pictures about how great she still looks um, when they came for the for a reunion. Union and they found out she was still here. I mean, they had nothing but great things to say about her. That's so, so cool. It, it, and I would think, yeah, yeah I think from the staff perspective, just um, I, I was a teacher years ago before I came to Anderson, and it's amazing to me. Some of my my former third and fourth graders are now married and having children, which blows me away. But the fact just just being remembered by a student really does make a difference. It's it's you right. know you're sitting it, here every day trying to impart some wisdom, some level of of information, some help, some support, um, mm-hmm. and and to know that you've made an impact. I think hopefully that's something that you and so many of our longtime staff uh, get to take away every day. Right. Definitely. I mean, that they um, these, these teachers or direct care uh, people, they made an impact on their life while yeah. they were here. Absolutely. They, they, you know, they, they were like their parents, so to speak. <laughs> In a lot of ways, there was a lot of, yeah. I think, you know, co- coordination going on between mm-hmm. families and, and the staff and still is. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Carol Weber from Anderson Center for Autism and hear more about um, your 35-year history uh, on that very campus. This is oh, one okay. of the, this is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. 
Did you know that one in 59 people are diagnosed with autism? Perhaps you know and love someone impacted. Here at Anderson Center for Autism, we'd love to help. Our mission is simple, to optimize the quality of life for all we serve. So what does that mean exactly? It means that we customize education and therapy plans to help each student and resident soar. It means that we hire top professionals who know how to unlock potential. It means that we utilize technology and evidence-based practices to cultivate unique strengths. And most of all, it means that we bring unwavering optimism and compassion to every person with whom we work. In every moment, we see an opportunity to bring our mission to life. In our classrooms, our residences, our recreational and vocational skills centers, out in the community and along the paths of our beautiful campus. Whatever the backdrop, at the heart of all we do is an unmatched commitment to optimizing the quality of life for people with autism. We love our work and we're here to help. Learn more at andersoncenterforautism.org. That's andersoncenterforautism.org. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking this morning with my colleague, Carol Weber, who's the Assistant Director of Human Resources at Anderson Center for Autism. Carol, thanks again for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You have been at Anderson for 35 years, uh, setting foot on the campus in January of 1984. Um, mm-hmm. You've seen a lot. You've heard a lot. You've uh, you've been there through many changes and a lot of growth. We talked a little bit about uh, in the first half of the show about the people, and and I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think it, you know Anderson is a living, breathing, joyful campus full of right. people and it's the students and the staff and the families um, and the visitors and our community who all make it what it is but then there's the campus itself mm-hmm. and um, we've been there since 1924 when Dr. Anderson opened Anderson School which was what it was called at the time but you have seen it go through tremendous change even since the 80s when you started so um, oh, now we have this gorgeous gorgeous walking village um, but what have you seen over the over the years in terms of change the school building uh, that we have today is modern uh, it's it's built to fit the needs of the children that go to school there whereas the old school building was well it was more of a it was a high school building but it was also very old and uh, it was built in in the 20s and uh, it drafty and cold at times mm-hmm. but so so the facilities now are really they're modernized in in a way that really supports people with autism and whenever I take tours I'm always or give tours I'm, I'm often pointing out the things that are hard to notice like mm-hmm. the lighting or the colors on the right. walls but they're all done with with um, uh, forethought and purpose right in mm-hmm. terms of this is who oh, we're definitely. serving and this is going to what is going to make them comfortable uh, residentially I even remember when I started at Anderson which was only about 12 years ago and um, the the residences were completely different than what we have yes. now. Today so, they're geared towards the children and what their needs are. Right. And uh, to make it easy, it's more of a uh, home atmosphere instead of a dormitory atmosphere. Exactly. And have make. you noticed that that, um, that more families, you see more families on campus now than oh, you used definitely. to because we have it's a more welcoming campus? We have a very active uh, parent association. Mm-hmm. Their parents are constantly coming. I mean, it, it's uh, they can come visit their child at any time. It's their child. Right. Their child, And this is where their child lives. So they're here to visit. They're involved in the parent association. They're involved in um, different events that we have here on the campus. Um, 
the parent involvement is terrific. I agree with you, and and I think that that has grown tremendously over the years, although we've always had families who were on campus and supporting the program, Mm -hmm. but I think that sometimes making it, exactly, making it more accessible with our family visiting centers um, and the rooms that they can... They have the, yeah, they can have a little privacy with their child. They can uh, bring a birthday dinner or uh, exactly. a, a Sunday dinner and sit down as a family and have something to eat. And then we've also made progress out in the community where some of the restaurants have become um, autism-friendly. So the parents feel comfortable enough to take their child out into uh, a local restaurant to have dinner. Abs- and, uh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, so I'm just going to ask you one sort of closing question about this aspect, and then we're going to jump into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, again, you've been, you've been there for such a long time. You've dedicated your professional life to Anderson, which we appreciate very much. All of us. I, mm-hmm. I know I speak on behalf of everybody at Anderson when I say that for sure. So when you look at all of the changes, including the, the campus changes and, and what it looks like today, um, just what do you think? Or how I do you feel? that we've come as far as we have, and, and I feel inside that we're going to go even further. That's cool. So uh, it, it reminds me of how you might answer a question looking, about a child, right? Yeah, we're constantly looking for new ways to help the children and the adults. And, um, and we don't stop. We, you know, we're on the uh, edge of anything new, looking to see if it's something that's going to help. We'll, we'll look into it. And if it is something we think that it is, we're, we're going to use it. I agree with you. I think that's great. And, and, and that, I think, reinforces, and again, since you are in the Human Resources Department, we'll just throw out that those are some, just some of the reasons why coming and considering a career at Anderson is a really good idea, fully endorsed by Carol Weber, oh, Assistant yeah. Director of Human Resources. <laughs> Right? Yes, it is. Yeah, we have a lot of incentives. Yeah. We have a lot of support for going to school, right. taking college classes. Um, but again, it's, I think that it really, for most people, comes down to working someplace where you're doing good work, you're helping people, you see the impact and of you, what you're doing every day. And you're enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. And working and with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. All right, let's switch gears. And I'm going to okay. quote uh, somebody you and I both know, uh, who is the uh, Chief Human Resource Officer, Bill Wilson. Um who I will probably never get on this show, but I will quote him anyway. Um, he, uh, years ago, when we were all located in an, a building that doesn't exist anymore on the campus um, uh, called Manswood, there was uh, Human Resources had the, the first floor and mm-hmm. the development office had the second floor. And Bill right. used to refer to you, I think in particular, but you and other <laughs> members of Human Resources as, quote, development south. Right. Um, so why don't you explain to our listeners why he he called you that? Uh, because I volunteered uh, for the different events that we had, the, the golf tournament, the, the gala, uh, going out into the community trying to um, drum up business, so to speak, uh, get raffle uh, prizes for uh, our silent auction or raffle prizes for the uh, golf tournament, um, involved with being at both events. At uh, the gala, I oversaw um, setting up the silent auction and uh, getting volunteers to to work it, and uh, worked with fiscal with getting the uh, the silent auction items uh, together. Once they paid for it, they brought their invoice over, and we took care of packing it up and giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it 
it made you feel you were part of a team yeah. and you were doing it for an excellent cause. Yeah. And um, it made you feel good. Good. And I think and uh, most of the people that volunteer, volunteer year after year to do this, to do it. Um, you do. Like you to, and I include yeah, you because yeah. you're still there and, and we're, we want you to continue. Um, <laughs> I plan on it. It's as long as you want me. Absolutely. I mean, I think that there's, um, first of all, there's also something to be said for you being a person who goes out often to the same businesses year after year. Because when, you, when you're a person who's forming those relationships with maybe businesses who are giving uh, donations of auction items or taking out a sponsorship, they're going to remember you. And so mm-hmm. now I know what you do is you go back and first you say thank you uh, mm-hmm. for last year and then you ask again. And that's kind of yeah. how the world of nonprofit events right. goes round and round. But um, since – and this is a place where you and I get to work together most closely, I would say. And, and it's been a real yeah. pleasure. You know – You said you sort of nailed it exactly how I would, which is it's a team effort and Mm -hmm. it's like any event. It's like a a wedding or a play in high school. It's like it's that it's that dress rehearsal. It's the couple hours before the event starts. You know, you kind of get excited. Little things go wrong, but then you Mm -hmm. fix them together and, you know, or or somebody won't leave the room. Not that that ever happened to us, Carol. No, but sometimes (laughs) maybe somebody doesn't want to leave the party beforehand and we have half the time to set up than we thought or. So I think we've been through a lot, but I just want to recognize we get it done done and it's always successful and it's been growing in success over the years. Both of our our flagship events, the uh, golf tournament and the uh, annual gala. Oh, yeah. And people love the auction. And mm-hmm. the other thing is um, when I walk in and I usually I, I came once or twice during setup and uh, and I and I said to myself after doing that, like, I shouldn't do this anymore because it's like a it's like a perfectly oiled machine and I just get in the way. So well, now I've learned <laughs> to show up just before the event. And when I walk in there, I, I don't know if I've ever really told you this, but walking into that room and seeing how beautiful everything looks and how perfectly the auction is set up. And how nice everybody looks in their gala wear, um, and and I can see the pride on your face. It's it's right mm-hmm. there, and it really makes me feel good about the fact that um, we're going to show our guests a good time, and that so much of the work is done by people who also come in every day and work tirelessly tirelessly at Anderson. So I just want to thank you for your leadership in that regard, and oh, and acknowledge you. it. Um, I know the people that work with you and sort of take some direction from you that that night and leading up to it definitely appreciate. And my colleague, Kelly Dooley, um, also definitely feels strongly that she would, I don't think, ever want to do this without you by her (laughs) side. So um, all told, it's great. Um, Let's just throw out some dates since we have another minute or so. Mm -hmm. The Golf uh, Classic this year is coming up on June 13th, and it's going to be at the Lynx Mm -hmm. in Union Vale. And it's beautiful. If you've never been there, it's just just go play to be uh, to see the uh, beautiful facility. It is, and I don't yeah. play, but I get to, I get to walk around I the know, course all day. Right, and honestly, it, it is just it's beautiful. Yeah. So we're excited yeah. to go back to that, and we will soon be opening registration for golf um, through our website, and you'll learn more about it and hear some uh, some information coming out about that sponsorships, uh, opportunities to play, opportunities to um, to even maybe be uh, a, t- a tasting hole, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We tend to have a lot of activity out on the course, which keeps right. it interesting for everybody. Um, and then the gala is coming up in October. Um, and even though it's early yet, that time of year comes, comes quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fair. on uh, October 12th. And we're going back to the Grand View in Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. which we love. 
yes, definitely. It's um, they make it uh, very easy to do anything down there. If you need you need something, you just ask them for it, and boom, it's there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and um, the people that volunteer to, to help out there. That they love doing it. They do it year after year, and we have a waiting list of people that want to volunteer. We just can't give everybody something to do because otherwise there'd be more staff there than the guests. I think. I know, uh, I know, but yeah. we do try to give people an opportunity we, yeah, to get involved and yes. uh, rotate. In but there, way. there are some folks who are who are really uh, always going to be there and a staple of mm-hmm. the event. And you're one of them. So well, we have to wrap you. up, Carol. I just want to say okay. again, on behalf of everybody at Anderson, and certainly personally from me, thank you for your years of service and all the history you hold at Anderson. And thanks for sharing it with us today. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 